Hello, ladies, and welcome to Women to Women podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hanks Lawrence. This audio space is created for every woman that is on her journey towards wellness and to becoming this authentic, individual, purposeful woman she was created to be. So again, thank you for listening to Women number two woman. So if this is your first time listening, please catch up on all our previous episodes. And if you're one of our regular listening audience, we thank you for continuing this journey with us. Your support means a lot to us in success of this program. Ladies, we continue our conversation today with Camille Daly, fashion designer for House of Ilona, clergy brand for women, also ordained magazine, Finding Divine Flow, the book, and also the podcaster, as we continue our conversation on the inevitable effect that we have on others and our dreams being too big. Hello, everyone. Denise, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor to be here on the Woman to Woman podcast. Hello, everyone out there um, in podcast land and, and YouTube land and everything else. So Camille, let's just continue where we left off our last conversation about when to share our dreams. Safe places that will open up and you test the waters. Let me just test. Let me just give you a, let me just give you a little bit of this, this, I'm not going to give you a whole pearl. I've got a whole necklace back here. I'm not going to give you a whole pearl. I'm just going to let you just a little, let me just test it and see. Let me see how you handle that. Okay. No, you can't be trusted. So I'm not giving you any more of my pearls. Because pearls is wisdom. Pearls is precious. Yeah. And you can't cast your pearls before swine because it says that they'll tear up the pearls and then they'll come to tear you up, at, up straight after. Right after. So you got to be real careful with your pearls and, and be careful who you share with. And, and there'll be a circle, there'll be an inner circle that you can share with, but don't, don't chase it. Just, just take time. Right. right. Marinate over that thing because it's, it's just, it's too precious. It's too dangerous to put the pearls in the wrong hands. Right. When you talk about the effect, so there's positive and there's negative. What are some of the positive effects that we have on others? And what are some of the negative effects that we have on others and vice versa? So with the positive effects we have on others. um, So one of the podcast shows I did recently was with a friend of mine. She's doing really great in business. She's just started her nail business. And then she just kept saying, you know, because when you did this and when you said that, and I was like, let's just do a podcast together and, and let's just explore this a little bit more. So I was like, so, so, so what did, I think she said she was about 11 when we first met. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was like, I was 11 years old and you was up there on the praise team. And she said, you were the fashion icon of the church. I was like, I was, wow. wow. <laughs> but in her little 11 year old eyes, you know, in this city outside of London, this was her, the, the fashion lady that she looked up to. Wow. And she was watching me in my journey because this was going back a good 10, 11 years. So she was seeing all those early days of me doing fashion and testifying a little bit in church and then mention something to pastor and he would preach on it a little bit. And this is what's going on with Camille. And she met someone and, and, and I'm testifying and she, and her little eyes, I didn't realize her little eyes were watching me. And she got to the point in, in life where she was just like, okay, I need to figure out what my business is. And she, she just went into nails and she's doing great in nails and COVID happened and she started creating nail oils because I saw some nail oils one day and I was like, one day I'll see you. And she created this. So you don't know what little eyes are watching you. Mm. have been watching you, are watching you, but you're having an effect on people that you don't even realize that you're having a, an effect on. 
I'd be posting on social media and doing my thing and doing my thing and go quiet for a little while and people I didn't even know were watching me like, Come here, what's going on? Are you okay? You haven't seen your post for a while. Oh. You ain't liked, you ain't commented, you ain't shit. I ain't never seen But you're having an effect. Wow, that, that's resonating with me right here. I know somebody's listening. Talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> having an effect without even realizing it, right? Realizing. And sometimes it's when you stop, it's when you change. That's when you realize, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were watching. I remember um, even in the book, I was getting to this place where I was just like running out of ideas. And so again, I didn't, I wasn't ready to announce it on my Facebook yet. Um, Cause I just didn't need the pressure. I was just like, I just, I want to be in this safe space, just writing and doing what I'm doing. So I just went and I was like, if I was to write a book on my business journey, um, what, what would you, what would you be interested in, in hearing? So there's a few people that I've got in mind that are going to respond to this question I put on Facebook. Yeah. I had these people coming out of the woodwork that I just, I, I did not know they would be interested. I didn't know they knew what I was doing. I didn't know they had any interest in me. And they were like, I want to know this. We'd want to know that. I'd love if you could write about this. And again, you're having an effect, but you just wow. don't know who or where, but keep keep showing up, keep being you and keep doing what you're doing because you are having a positive effect and other people are having an effect on you as well. And then there's the negative effect um, of measuring and comparing. And, and me and my husband would say this all the time, you know, you're trying to talk about and maybe celebrate what you're doing. And it's having sometimes a negative effect on people. So I could say something simple to another couple and I'd be like, you know, well, you know, when on the days when my husband cooks and they're like, and she's like, the wife is like, well, you know, my husband used to cook, but you know, now he has to work. So that, and it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't asking you about that. I was just telling my story. There's another part about it what we want to dissect into today, which has to do with how do we deal with when our dream is too big? right? It's loud. And it may be even big for us, but even more so when it's too loud for others. How do we share? How do we actually walk into that purpose or what that dream is saying? How do we do it when it's too big that it's too big for others to contain? It's too big. It can be hard, especially for those who have known you since you know, Jesus, wasn't he Joseph, the carpenter's son? You know, those, those that have known you coming up and suddenly all of this is happening and it can be hard especially for people who know sometimes it's easier for people who don't know you like oh okay yep I can accept that I can understand that but sometimes friends and family it can be hard for people to handle the size handle what God's doing handle you know how do I how do I categorize you now you know people are seeing you one way but I know you as this you know mm -hmm. and so it's definitely about managing managing yourself and knowing that you can't manage other people's emotions and expectations but you can just manage how you maneuver and how you interact how you kind of help and coach people through um the new season that you may be going into as well um but sometimes sometimes it, it's it's hard it's just hard for people to handle hard for people to get their head around but i preferred it when it was like this i preferred you when you were like this i preferred things when they were like this because the other thing that sometimes that happens when you begin to step out of the boat step out of the comfort zone step out on faith into what it is you want to do is it now highlights this gap it now highlights 
sometimes where someone else is. I know that I'm meant to be stepping out and we can stay back here and make excuses. But when you step out and you leave me here, you're now leaving me exposed because actually there's things that I need to be doing too. Mm. I'm uncomfortable with you changing our environment. Can we go back to how things were? Wow. I like that. I like that. So you might want to step out and you step out, but the person you left behind on the boat, but remember the whole thing, even let's look at it that way as well. Jesus wasn't just talking to Peter. It wasn't just Peter on the boat. It wasn't just Peter on the boat. And I tend to think that we forget about that in life, right? It wasn't just Peter on the boat. And he spoke to the disciples. Peter responded. Mm. Peter did an action. Peter went forward, but it, what the message wasn't just for Peter. So even businesses, right? Or say someone wants to start something, they want to become an author, they want to become a fashion designer or anything of that nature. It's not just for one person, it's for all, right? But it's who's stepping out, who's answering the clarion call. How do we navigate? How do we do we go forward? Do we take, do we take that chance? Do we share? Because it's too big for others. Do it can have a negative effect because actually if we've been pals and we've been girlfriends for all these years and we've been ride or die and doing what we're doing. And suddenly I'm saying, now I want to step out and do something different. Now I want to actually go forward into what I know I've been called to do and stop procrastinating and stop making excuses. Where does that leave my girlfriend? Mm. that leaves my girlfriend on the boat when I step out in faith that leave my leaves my girlfriend on the boat it leaves her exposed to actually what am I doing and what have I been called and destined to do that I'm not doing wow but you talk about the boat I I, I look at the boat situation with Peter um, and I use that in every area of my life now and I even with regards to this dream, right? Hearing this, getting this dream, this dream that may appear to be loud and, and, and loud for others or loud for myself then, so to speak, right? So with this dream, remember, Jesus spoke to the disciples. Mm. He didn't speak only to Peter. He spoke to all the disciples. So for me, I'm at this space in my life where I'm learning to celebrate my small wins yeah. and not to feel guilty of going on without the others mm. because the call was made but it's who answered to the call make it all the way right, <laughs> right? so it, the process of getting to the there it, it it could mean some form of failure it could mean i may drown somewhere or, attempt, or it seemed like i'm going to drown. but the fact that i answer to the call and i think sometimes if people want to do a business they want to go out they want to adventure and they get this dream like you say the dream is so loud it's loud for others and yes um i understand i may leave my sister behind and now she's exposed but the fact is we all heard the call yeah Right. So it's who answered to the call for me. I know like my, I know what my gifts are. So if you need to go to um, a female doctor, a gynecologist, you go to a gynecologist, not for your, not for your feet. Right. You go to a podiatrist for that. So we all have different gifts and different abilities and different parts in the body that we, that we are supposed to play that role. Right. Just the same as in businesses. So 
you know, somebody may be your author, somebody may be your podcaster, somebody may be a fashion designer, but whatever it is, if whatever the dream is and whatever, if it's ordained by God and it's divine, you know, divinely interpreted and everything in that nature, I think we should just go for it, no matter how loud it looks. Mm. It's going to be scary, right? But go for it. Yeah. So what happens now when, okay, it's loud that you yourself can't even believe it. How do you navigate? For me right now, I'm going through a season and for the last 10, 11, 12 years, I have had to focus. Mm. And it's been really hard because I'm really creative and I get, drawn by different things but every time I've wanted to go off and try this other business and do this other thing God's like focus on this clergy brand focus on this clergy brand oh but I couldn't I've already got that no no focus on this clergy brand and and there were times where it was hard and I remember getting a word about two years ago that there's coming a season where there's going to be so many different things going on and you're going to be like, how can I even handle all this? And you're not even going to be able to get a grip of it, but you're just going to have to go with God's divine flow. And I'm in that season now at the time I was like, yeah, I've just been told to focus, focus, focus. But from about this time last year, things began to open up and I got to write the book and we launched the magazine and I'm coaching and all these different things are now suddenly open up and it's big. It's a lot of things and it's hard to get a grip on, you know, even the schedule and what's happening and so many opportunities and doors are opening up left, right and center. And I'm just choosing not to be overwhelmed. Mm. because God already said this was going to happen. And so I'm just enjoying the ride. And I said to, to my girlfriend, I said, I feel like I am flying at like wow. 500 miles an hour going so fast, but I'm sitting on the plane with my seatbelt on chilling. And for me, that is the essence of divine flow. But that's what I'm always trying to find. Even when I find it, then something can happen. It's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to, no, no, find the flow, find the flow. Okay. Okay. We're good. We're good again. But, but seeking and laboring, because I'm always like, what worked? What do you need me to do? I'm a doer. So I'm always like, okay, God, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And then I found that scripture and it said, labor, work to enter my rest. I was like, ooh, like that's the work you want me to do? Work to get to the place of rest. Wow. So I labor to find peace. I labor for joy. And I labor for his yoke that's easy and light. And those are my catchphrases. My team know I'm like, it needs to be easy and light. If it's hard and heavy, I'm not interested. I'm looking for easy and light. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that. Easy and light. Like, look, it hardened that. that that's not my portion right there. Right. <laughs> not my portion. <laughs> so tell me something, Camille, like for anyone that's listening and watching that they've had these dreams. They've gone through the process and understand the effects. They've gone through the uh, knowing the difference between the negative and the positive, whether it's from them and then from others. But they have these, mo these dreams, more than one dreams, right? And so they see themselves as an author. They see themselves as whatever it is that they see, multiple different things. And they want to go about doing it and they want to trust the process. Is it important to have a team 
is it important to do it by yourself first? Or do you recommend mentoring, mentorship, or, you know, having a coach or something, or just, just go out there and just step on water? I definitely recommend um, coaches and mentors. Like I said, even getting this book together, it was the business bishop. He did the forward for the book and everything. Um, so that was my coach and my mentor right there in that season, just going through um, what I was going through. And it was just literally step by step. And then once you've done this, then you do this once you do that. And so having a coach is so powerful. Um, and I really, really believe in just the power of prayer and my relationship with God and, okay, what next? And mm -hmm. sometimes the what next question is, have you done the last thing I said to do? You know, um, sometimes we're always like, what's next? What, but have you done the last thing that I said? What's the last thing I told you to do? Have you done that? And have you been faithful in that little thing? That I've, I remember one season of my life where I was just like, okay, hey Lord, what ministry? What, what do you want me to do? What? And he's like, okay, I need you to be a wife and a mom. I was like, okay, amen. Okay, and what else? What else do you need me to do? <laughs> and it's like, right, right, right. right. <laughs> wow. To be a wife and a mom. And right there, that balance is key. Balance is key. And that's the word. I remember um, saying something on my Instagram story one day and I was like, just trying to juggle, juggle, trying to do this, trying to do that. And I used a cute little phrase and I thought it was cute and I thought I was cute. And then my brother-in-law was like, you're not a clown, you don't juggle. I was like, ooh. And I was like, yeah, it's not about juggling, it's about balancing. Because when you think about balance, think about a tightrope walker. Think about, they need to focus. They need to focus on their core. They can hold everything, but they got to get that balance just right. And if it goes off, they it's the core mm -hmm. strength and focus and getting it done. So focus and balance have been my keys in business. And my third one is consistency. Focus, balance. Consistency. Consistency. Why? Throughout my business journey, focus was where it all started when I had loads and loads of things going on and different businesses and, and I was like, I know I have to focus. I'm like, God, which one do I focus on? I've got so many great things going on. And God said, which one has been the most consistent? Everything was like an ECG. I'd do websites for people and they'd be great and then nothing for a while and then something else. And all these other businesses I was doing were, were like this, up and down, up and down. He said, which has been the most consistent? And these little clergy dresses, just consistent, just ticking over, ticking over, ticking over, ticking over. And um, and I just kept hearing the word focus, focus, focus. You got to focus, you got to focus. So I was like, okay, I think I'm going to focus on these clergy dresses. And I kid you not, the day I made that decision, I had about 20 emails from different people. Oh, I, I know it took a while, but I would like this and I would like that website and I would like this, all this other stuff. And I was like, but I need to focus on these clergy dresses. So I sat and I said, if this is you telling me to come out on the water, I'm coming. Right. I'm so sorry, but I'm no longer, I'm so sorry, but I was turning down money, 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 instant cash. Just no, I'm sorry. So, no, no. Cause I believe I heard come. So I'm going to, I'm going that way. So I'm so sorry. I'm no longer, I'm no longer, I'm no longer in the boat business. Wow. Wow. I stepped out on the water and I poured my money into these clergy dresses 
and I had manufacturers manufacturing volumes of these clergy dresses because I believe I heard come and mm -hmm. I had a massive photo shoot in the city centre in the big church and we had press releases done and I sent press releases everywhere and then what happened next was nothing no crickets oh okay been there <laughs> I been was there. like did I hear correctly? Do I need to track all the way? Like, email the people back. Like, sorry, I, I take it back. I'll do the work. I was like, God, what happened? So anyway, time went on. And then I had a call one, one afternoon and this is a normal, oh, can you send a press release? We're interested in your story of these clergy dresses. Send a press release, send a photo, no problem. I've got the press release. I've got the photos. Here you go, sent them. Went off for the weekend, um, came back, had a phone call and she was like, oh, I'm just checking my order went through. I was like, sure, no problem. How did you hear about House of Ilona? She was like, in the Times, that's a huge newspaper in the UK in the mm -hmm. times newspaper i kept my best poker face i was like okay sure no problem i got off the phone i was screaming like in the times it was in the times the telegraph ah. the washington post the huffington post wow. it was everywhere wow i was gonna ask you that question like so i know you're based in london right i know you're based in the uk but what is business like in other parts like for example in the us we have a lot of women that love clergy dresses so what was do you i mean obviously which one i'm not gonna ask you which one has the best revenue but you know what i'm trying to say like what was marketing like for you in my early days i was 99% of my clients were in the US and Canada yes. and 1% over here. Over here, they were like, how dare you put a collar on a dress? A frock? Is it a frock or a dress? A frock. <laughs> <laughs> how dare my, you? My <laughs> how dare you? That was, that was the response over here. There were some that were like, ooh, this is different. In America, they were like, can you put rhinestones on the collar? <laughs> They were loving it. When I came over, we, I came over to TD Jakes' Pastors and Leaders Conference and brought my whole range. They were like, we see you on Facebook. We see you on Instagram. And the business just took off. But America has been my biggest audience. Now I'm probably about 70, 80, 20. You know, so it's de okay. definitely more orders coming in from the UK where they've warmed. It's taken years. It's, t it's been a fight. But America... So consistency is key consistency because it didn't happen overnight so anyone that's listening that wants to go into any area of business and venture out into something that the dream is telling them that this is what it is to know that it's going to be a process but to be consistent to your why consistent to the why you're doing what you're doing and then the result will pay off but it's not going to be easy because like you said, there were, there were times when you probably like, um, um, uh, that email you received, uh, can, we need to talk. So what had happened was. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But the why is so important. The why is key. If the why isn't right, if the why isn't strong, if the why isn't rooted and grounded, if the why isn't true, if the why is based on someone else, something else, if the why is based on, I've got to prove so-and-so, can that why carry you through those hard times? Not at all. Not at all. If you're doing it to prove something to somebody else, it's not going to be, it's not going to last. Mm -mm. It, may, it may get to a place, but eventually it will die. Yeah. Because the real why is not there. So yeah. the why, the why, the why is important. How, where do you see your business now in the COVID season? Because, okay. 
All right, I'm I'm not wearing a clergy thing to come onto Zoom to minister the word. And mostly 90% of the churches that do have the technology, they are now, you know, either on YouTube and Periscope, all these different things. And again, I won't try to say the names because I don't want to embarrass myself as to what I don't know. Okay, but for all the visual concepts, all the media, all the platforms that they can use. Now, we're not really seeing ministers, even the males themselves, um, pastors and bishops and so on. We're not really seeing them, you know, in, in that, um, in their clergy garment, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So do you have any concern? As soon as it hit, it was like, okay, Jesus, what now? Churches are closed, you know? Um, and so even looking back at my own social media through that season, um, you know, there was a thing called furlough where um, if you weren't working, um, you couldn't be working in you. If you're not working in your business, then you could claim this furlough scheme from the government. And straight away, I was like, well, you're not going to make me stop working. I'm going to keep working. You can't pay me to stop working. And so that's where I was at the beginning. And then after a while, I, I actually looked back at the work that I was doing and for weeks, there was a period where I wasn't saying, buy a clergy dress. It was, we're praying for you. Mm. How are you coping in this season? Yeah. How are your people dealing with grief when they can't be together? And here's an encouraging word. And it was just that part of the business helping you look good on the outside was quiet, but helping you feel good. That's where all the energy and all the focus went, just pouring into just here for you women of God, we're praying for you women of God. Um, even, um, so COVID kicked off in the UK probably around March time, end of February, March. And that's when we just had a new issue of the magazine come out and it was our second issue and we had planned for it months before. And we were trying to think about the theme, what would the theme be? And so we were thinking spring, new seasons, you know, Easter, you know, that we're coming into that sort of season. Some, for a God reason, we called this article, we called this issue, navigating new seasons. We, wow. we titled that back in like January. All these women of God were praying over these articles. You could feel it. You're reading these articles like God spoke to you when you wrote this. Powerful articles about navigating new seasons. The issue comes out in March as the whole world is navigating new seasons. And we were just like, thank you, Jesus. So we just really pivoted in terms of, you know, the dresses were still there that, you know, there was a, a season where things really picked up where people were doing weddings online and funerals and they needed their collar. Can you get it to me real quick? And it was either I need it by tomorrow or it was send it whenever I just want to get one, you know, so we had both extremes. Right. But we we pivoted and just doing different things to really just try and help and serve. And right at the beginning of that whole season, I remember Bishop Malcolm saying, in the year of famine, Isaac sowed. Come on. In the famine. That's what hit me. He sowed in the fat. Who sows in the famine? It's famine. We got to save the money. What are you talking right? about? Put it under the mattresses. <laughs> hide it save it but he sowed in the famine right, and right. in the same year reaped a hundredfold come on and so that has been my mission to just keep sowing so i just kept showing up i was like 
I'm doing a free webinar and it's all about the dream reset because some of us need to reset our dreams because what we thought was going to happen, things have gone left, but we need to reset. Re and, and so many of my friends were just like, I had all this vision plan that I, I wrote my, my, my dream board and my vision board. I did it two, six, eight weeks ago. And now what? I, like they just felt completely thrown off. Yeah. And so I was, I was just in a season just talking about the dream reset and resetting your dreams and still finding divine flow, even in the midst of everything. And I just kept giving and there was a group that I wasn't meant to be coaching and it was going to be the launch of my coaching. It was going to be amazing. And suddenly their business has been thrown in. So I was just like, let's still get together. I'm not even going to charge you, but let me just keep sewing. How can I help? How can I give? And I've just been sewing and sewing and sewing in the midst of the famine. People yeah. will email, I come on Facebook and I just go straight for your page because people are speaking crazy and I just come to get some these people don't go to church and these are just like school friends and but they're just like you just you are the only person with hope right now and so i'm coming here for hope and i was just a hope dealer in this season and just yeah. doing what i could to just keep sewing see when you give beyond you it serves purpose how do we emerge from this COVID? because for me 2020 is still 2020 2020 is still the year of double vision line, right? Reposition and to rethink, re-strategize. And, but we're doing what? For the same, it's the same vision. The vision remains the same. The mission remains the same. The purpose remains the same, but it's just how do we navigate now? But some people are still stuck in March. They don't have the capacity to grow. They don't have the capacity to think beyond yeah. where they are, but they want to grow. But what would you say to someone who's still stuck in March? 2020 is not over. There's still time. And try and take time to breathe and dream again. Powerful. It's powerful to dream again. It's powerful to just look beyond where I am and into the possibilities of what could be. And it just opens your mind up because so often we're just firefighting and oh my gosh, and if this doesn't happen and that might happen and this eventuality and what if I get sick and what if I lose my job and what if I can't pay them, what and what, and we just can live in that place, especially when you're watching the news and just so much going on. But actually, can I go into this creative space in my mind where I just dream again? What was it that I wanted when I was younger? What did I dream of being? And those desires of our heart are so important. And I really believe that God took a desire and wrapped us in that desire and put that desire in us. And he's like, I want you to want it so bad that you start to ask me for the very thing that I put inside of you. So then I can just open it and unfold what I already put inside of you. He said he will give us the desires of our heart. He put it in there in the first place. To move from, so staying stagnant, staying at that one place, you're not going to get any result. It requires movement. It requires action. God can't steer a stationary vehicle. No. So we need to get moving. And as we move, he can steer. I like and that. Direct us to where we need to go. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, Camille, I'm going to ask you something. Uh, usually on this podcast, what I like to do is what I call a call to action. And I'm just excited to, you know, have what you call the hope dealer with me on today. Hey, that's me, y'all. <laughs> the divine flow ordained hope dealer. Yes, all of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> multi-talented, multi-faceted hope dealer. <laughs> so, you know, um, what you shared today was really, really, I mean, just wealth of knowledge and rich. What would be your call to action to our listeners today and our viewers? It would be, it's really simple. And I would say to write this down, it's a simple prayer. Really, really simple. And it is simply this. Lord, what do you see when you see me. Wow. And that's at the end of chapter five, the inevitable effect in my book. And it's a simple prayer. Lord, what do you see when you see me? Because we can have all kinds of effects on people, positive effects, negative effects, but we can't take our view of ourselves from others because they can love you today and hate you tomorrow, stand with you today and can't stand you tomorrow. Yes. And we can't anchor in that, but we can anchor in what our creator thinks and we can anchor in his opinion of us. And it's just a really beautiful, simple prayer. Lord, what do you see when you see me? And let him begin to reveal his creation and his ideas and the thoughts that he was having when he had you on his mind and created you. And it will change your life. Girl, listen. Oh, Camille, tell us where we can find you. Someone wants to follow you. What social media platforms are you on? Your website information, how can they get in contact with you? If there's a, someone that they know that, you know, need that clergy look, you know, because, you know, 2021, we got to come back out. Hey, the collar over here, you know, like, you know, listen. Yeah, be, I, I'm different, okay? <laughs> You might just have to make a glow in the dark and glow in the something one for me. I listen, listen. I can't be like everybody else. Right. right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Again, thank you so much for having me. So, um, if you're interested in the clergy brand, we are House of Ilona. That's I L O N for November A. Houseofilona.com. We're at House of Ilona on Instagram. And we are House of Ilona Clergy on Facebook. And if you want to connect with me on Facebook, I'm Camille Daily Live. My website is CamilleDaily.com. And I'm on Instagram a lot of the time. And I'm at Camille Daily on Instagram. And it would just be absolutely phenomenal to connect with you. And you know, I know your books. Uh, where can we get your book? The book's available on Amazon um, and it's also available on findingdivineflow.com and the audio book will be on Audible very, very soon, literally within a couple of weeks. And the podcast is also available on all the platforms and it's Finding Divine Flow with Camille Daly. So again, ladies, if you're listening, you please send us your, uh, you know, your comment, your view, or anything you want to say at W, the number two W, podcast show at gmail.com. And Camille, once again, where can they reach you? Just say it one more time. 
Yep, the website is houseofilona.com and we are on Facebook, House of Ilona Clergy, Instagram at House of Ilona, and you can connect with me on Facebook and I'm Camille Daly live on Facebook and then at Camille Daly on Instagram and the book findingdivineflow.com. Love it. Thank you so much, Camille. Thank you for your time. Everything that you drop on today. Oh my goodness. I can't wait for us to have our next conversation. Maybe the next time I'll be on the it's uh, the front of, um, is that ordained? Is that what I think? Is, is it ordained that I be? Yeah, girl. <laughs> Dreams too loud. Come on now. <laughs> I love it. I have had way too much fun today. Thank you so much, Denise. It has been brilliant. Right. <laughs> Bye now, Camille. We'll chat some other time. <laughs> have a good day. Bless you, everyone. What time is it there now? 20 past 11. Okay. It's, it's okay. Uh, okay. I love you, dear. God bless you. You hear the accent, right? You heard it. I, I love you, dear. I heard that. Uh, absolutely. Heard that. Darling. Well done, darling. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> Welcome to our website. Women.w2wpodcast.com. We That's women.w2wpodcast.com. We hope you find everything you need here.